Alrighty, what is going on, guys? Welcome back to the Eric Roberts Fitness Podcast. Very quickly, just want to say that I uh, I put out a new article um, all on how you can literally still eat all the foods you love and enjoy and, and love to have and still see your either weight loss or weight gain or whatever it is, progress you want to see. Because it, it doesn't matter what you eat. It matters how much you're eating it in, in terms of either weight loss or weight maintenance or weight gain, right? So I just put out a whole article on that. I think it's like 3,600 words. Um, I've already gotten some feedback on it that said it was very well done, that said it was very comprehensive, and it gave them, it gave you everything you need to, again, still eat your favorite foods. You don't have to cut out carbs. You don't have to cut out cookies. You don't have to cut out this and that. How you can still do that and still see amazing progress. And trust me, uh, all of my clients do that. Right, all every single one of my clients I work with online who has seen amazing results, they all have done that. So the article is there. Feel free. I'm going to link it in the show notes. Um, <laughs> beyond that, it's actually funny because this podcast is actually about. I, I talk so much and I put such an emphasis on calories in versus calories out and being in a calorie deficit and, and the a calorie deficit is the only thing you need to lose fat and all that is true, hundred percent true. But I think that. To my to my own fault of trying to put out such content around being in a calorie deficit, I don't talk enough about what is in those calories you are intaking, right? And and what is actually going into your body within those calories because that matters for – being in a calorie deficit matters for weight loss, right? Like that's what matters in terms of losing weight, gaining weight, maintaining your weight. That is what will matter. But what is optimizing for health? What is optimizing for lean muscle mass? What is optimizing for keeping lean muscle mass but burning fat? What is optimal for overall hydration levels, for sleep? All that stuff matters when it comes to what you're eating, right? And and that's what I want to dive into today a little bit. And just very first and foremost, I am not a doctor. I don't have my doctor's degree. I, I, I am not telling you this is the end-all be-all. But what I am telling you is this is what I've seen, this is what I've researched, this is what I've done with my clients, this is what I've done with myself, and it seems to every single time work very well, okay? And, and I don't I don't want to say this is the only way, and obviously every individual has their own needs and, and preferences and what they have going on, so this is not an end-all be-all. But I do want to dive into some things today like, for example, like iron, like uh, vitamin D, potassium, fruits and veggies, micronutrients that are within those within those calories you're eating because again I don't think I do a good enough job of diving into what is actually in those calories that you are eating right and yes we know that the calorie deficit and this and that but now I'm going to talk about what goes into all those calories because that that matters and, and that matters for health that matters for your workouts that matters for your lean muscle mass that matters for your sleep that matters for your energy that matters for a lot of things and it's honestly, I think, maybe it's just because I'm a nerd, but I think it's honestly amazing what the body can do when you feed it the right nutrients. And this is where what you eat becomes a bigger part because I'm not talking about what you need to eat for weight loss. I'm talking about what you need to eat to live your best life, like feel good, feel strong, sleep good, have good energy, have good pumps in the gym, like all these things, right? So that's what I want to dive into today and I, and I want to touch on it. So the first thing I'm going to cover is actually water. And I get so many questions about how much water should I drink? Should I do eight glasses a day? Should I do this? Should I do that? There is, I mean, endless studies on water and how much you should drink a day. Normally, 
if you look at the research, what comes back every single time is there's not a set amount. Just drink when you're thirsty. I always tell people, drink when you're thirsty or drink when you're hungry. Do both. Like, there is no harm in drinking when you're thirsty and there's no harm in drinking every single time you eat or or when you're hungry, right? Like, both of those things are just going to benefit you that much more, okay? So, as far as how much you should drink, I wouldn't say there's like a set amount, but if you want something to... If you want something to grab onto and to take from this, I would just drink a glass of water before every single time you eat something. So whether that's three times a day, four times a day, five times a day, whatever it is, before every single time you eat something, A, or when you're thirsty, B, or when you're hungry, C, any one of those three times, have some water. It's not like it's it's this huge deal and multiple people have done studies on this, but those three times are what I would say would be the, the, um, the kind of the take home is... When you're thirsty, when you're hungry, or when you have a meal, drink water all those times. Um, now, some people like flavored water, some people like carbonated water, some people like this and that. I, I, it's not the biggest of deals as long as you're not drinking beer for your water or drinking wine for your water. Like, I, you know, that's not water, that's wine or beer, right? It's alcohol. But, um, but other than that, I mean, it's not the biggest deal. Um, the one thing I will say is on, on water, if your pee is totally clear or if it's really yellow something's going on there like you should be in the middle as far as like a um like a like a lemonade color pee okay and and that means you're hydrated what i used to think was if your pee was clear that means you're hydrated that actually means that you're dehydrating yourself because you're you don't have any nutrients in your body because you drink so much water that you're actually pissing out i don't is that a bad word you're peeing out sorry you're you're peeing out all your nutrients right so if your pee is clear, I would honestly try to get more of your electrolytes in you. And your electrolytes are sodium, potassium, magnesium. And we're going to cover those right now. So I want to talk about potassium first. Um, again, this is just what I've seen. Not a doctor. But the recommended kind of dose a day is 4,700 milligrams a day of potassium. And there are multiple ways you can get potassium. There's multiple food sources, all that stuff. We're going to cover that. But one of the... One of the best ways I don't think people look at a lot is red meat. Um, red meat has a good amount of potassium. It has like like uh, bison, ground beef, top sirloin, those things. Um, potassium can be derived from those things. So, and again, there's we're going to talk about the other things that red meat are great for, but definitely those three things for red meat. Um, you can also look at things like sweet potatoes. You can look at regular potatoes. You can look at bananas, tomatoes, oranges, squash. Um, all those things can be used for potassium. And again. A general recommended dosage is 4,700 milligrams a day. And potassium is huge because, again, when most people want to get hydrated, they think about water. And they just want to drink water, drink water, drink Gatorade, drink Gatorade. That's cool. But actually eating foods will hydrate your body better than just drinking water. And actually water doesn't, like I just said, water, water does not hydrate you. Electrolytes hydrate you. So you need to get those electrolytes through your food. And all those foods I just listed are great sources of potassium to feed that hydration balance. And the great thing about being hydrated is the more hydrated you are, not only do you perform better, you can recover from your workouts, you can you can do better during your workouts, but it also blunts your hunger a lot. Because nine times out of ten, not nine times out of ten, but when you're hungry, often sometimes you're actually just needing to get hydrated. So if you're properly hydrated those hunger signals go away. And obviously you eat less, so you hit your weight loss goal better, right? So being hydrated is, hydrated 
is a huge, huge thing. The next one I talk about is magnesium. And again, like everybody's different. I don't want to say anything, but just a general, from my research, recommend, recommended, wow, recommended study is 400 milligrams of uh, magnesium a day. And you know that can that can come from a supplement or it can come from foods like spinach, almonds, yogurt, that kind of thing. So again, magnesium is a part of your electrolytes, and it should be considered when thinking about hydration. The next thing that goes into hydration is is sodium, and I, I am not going to say any like everybody is such a different individual when it comes to sodium. I mean, there's. There's studies out there that show, you know, two, three thousand milligrams a day of sodium is good. There's studies that show four to five thousand milligrams a day is good. It it really just depends on the individual. So what I'm gonna say is like salt some of your meals. If you if you feel good, if you train good, if you perform good, if you if you have good energy, I wouldn't worry about it too much. I mean, if you're training really, really, really intensely, then yes, like adding some salt will help your body like re- retain that kind of like electrolyte balance, but Again, honestly, people are so different that I don't want to give a, a recommendation here. So um, that's that's kind of what I'll say on that. Just salt some of your meals and you'll be good to go. Um, looking beyond that, let's talk about iron. And iron is a big thing, especially for women because, I mean, not almost all, but a lot of women I've come in contact with are iron deficient. And that's, that seems to be a very a very normal thing, especially with, with, uh, with women. So the one thing, the th- things I'm going to say about iron are, that you can definitely have a very profound impact on your iron levels if you if you pay attention to it correctly. So uh, what I'm going to say on iron is, again, great sources are red meat. Uh, I don't know why so many people poo-poo on red meat um, because it's it's it has such amazing qualities to it. It has such great nutrients in there that your body can take. So definitely red meat. Um, the thing too is the, the there's different forms of iron and the the kind that your body can actually digest digest or absorb whatever it is um red meat offers the kind of iron that you can absorb easily your your body can absorb it um there are also foods like like spinach for example that has iron but your body can't absorb it as easily so what you can do is if you're having foods like spinach that have iron in it but can't it's the kind that I can't digest very well, and I, I could do a whole separate podcast on this. But if you're having foods that are not easily absorbed through the iron, you can add vitamin C, and honestly, you can add vitamin C to any of these iron things, and it'll, it'll help you absorb your iron better. But you can add vitamin C. So, like if you're having spinach, for example, you can add in peppers that will allow you to absorb that iron a bit better, and and that will help your iron levels right there. Um, or or vitamin C, like obviously oranges or or any kind of fruit. That will help you absorb the iron better. So talk about iron. You definitely want to get it from red meat. You definitely want to get it from forms that, again, if I would just always include a, a vitamin C when you want to like focus on your iron levels because that will allow you to absorb it a bit better. And um, for the 900 time, I'm not a doctor, but again, this is what the research I've seen. Now diving into vitamin D. Um, Honestly, what I've seen with vitamin D is it can really, really have a huge impact on people. It can have a huge impact on workouts. It can have a huge impact on energy. It can have a huge impact on mood. It can have a huge impact on sleep. Um, One of the biggest things I've seen is I had somebody, actually a couple of my clients, start using vitamin D regularly in the morning and their sleep improved drastically. Now, yet I could be one of a few things, but 
Again, studies show and research shows that the, the higher your vitamin D levels are, the better your sleep tends to be. So as far as like doses, it really depends on the person. Like me, for example, my I think my vitamin D was like down low, like 31 or 32. And, and again, you can find this out from getting your blood work done, which is a huge part in all this is trying to get your blood work done and seeing what your levels are and seeing where it's at and, and all these things. But if you know you have a low vitamin D, I mean, I think I was doing eight to 10,000 I use a day. Um, I think I did that for four or five months. Um, I, I wouldn't, I probably wouldn't recommend doing that much. Um, I'd probably recommend staying within like the 4,000 to 8,000 I use a day. Um, I think that that can be a really good place. And then again, just making sure you get one that is like highly, uh, highly absorbable. I think I got mine from Whole Foods and it was like a, you know, like a whole, uh, like an organic one or whatever. It, they're, they're usually not that expensive. So you can kind of get away with, um, with taking them. I think even like BJ's and Costco has them and stuff. So, um, but yeah, I, I would definitely hop on the vitamin D train. Make sure you're taking anywhere from four to 8,000 I use a day because I think they can really, really help a, a multitude of things. Not only, like I said, sleep, but well, when you sleep better, you have more energy, you have more willpower, you have more discipline, you have all these things, right? So sleep is such a huge thing I'm big on. So definitely vitamin D can help that. Um, moving on now to fiber, actually, and I, and I, this is a big one, because again, like, what is going into those calories you are eating, right? And fiber, time and time and time again, tends to be something that people really, really just lack and just simply don't even take into consideration. And, and it's, again, it, it could be a fault of someone like myself, not talking about it enough, but that's why I'm doing this podcast, right? So I, I really want to talk about fiber. And that is like, I, for a general recommendation for every about a thousand calories you eat, give or take 15 grams of fiber is a, is a good goal to have. Right. And even you could probably even go to 20. Um, but I would say 15 grams of fiber for per every thousand calories you eat is going to set you in a really good spot. And the best part about fiber is when you focus on fiber, you really focus on what is what is going into your body. It, it If you're having something high in fiber, normally you're getting very, very high quality foods. You're getting high quality carbohydrates. You're getting foods that fill you up. So if you are on a weight loss journey, if you have foods that fill you up better, you will stay within your calorie deficit more because you're folks that you're you're emphasizing foods that fill you up that give you the most bang for your buck for for you know the, the amount of calories and the amount of fiber and the amount of carbs it has so you can really stick within your your diet better because you're not so ravenously hungry the entire time so i love personally people tracking fiber i think i think you should be doing it i think it is it would be a very very advantageous thing for you to do um, and as far as like what foods have what fiber in it I, foods like avocado, oatmeal, oranges, carrots. Uh, I used to, do, some people know this, I do um, three baby carrots a day and that's courtesy of the vertical diet from Stan Efferding. And by the way, like a lot of this is from Stan Efferding's um, um, vertical diet. So he's a, he's a genius and he has millions, millions, thousands of, uh, of peer reviewed research studies, which I'm big on, right? It's like, if you're going to tell somebody something, like make sure it's coming from a, an actual credible source. So a lot of that information is in there if you want to go check it out. But, um, but yeah, like I said, like avocados, oatmeal, oranges, carrots, strawberries, almonds, all those are great sources of fiber. And again, the more you focus on those kind of foods, 
within this calorie deficit you need to be in to lose weight, you can make it a lot easier on yourself because you can make it so you're not as hungry. You can make it so your foods are filling you up more. You can make it so it's just easier to stick with. And obviously, the easier it is to stick with, the the, the, the more you're going to do it, right? So fiber is one big thing. I would definitely start tracking your fiber and, and looking at what you're eating in a day to get yourself to really start to think about like once you get past that okay calorie deficit is the only way to lose weight and like sugar doesn't make you fat which by the way i just got on tiktok i have i had a video go viral which was pretty crazy um it's like it has like 70 i think right now like seventy two thousand views which is like nuts right but um literally so many people and i mean so many people think that sugar makes you fat like it's one of the most bizarre things i, I didn't know like how many people actually thought this until I got on TikTok and one of those videos went viral or whatever and everyone's like – because I think somewhere in there I was like, no, sugar doesn't make you fat. And people are just coming for my neck. They're like, what are you talking about? Refined sugar makes you gain weight. Fruit makes you fat. You shouldn't be telling people this. You're telling people wrong information. And I'm just like, dude, like you literally have no clue <laughs> what is going on. I had some lady. She was like – I don't know why you be put, I don't know why you're trying to teach people really bad information. This is really going to harm them. I'm like, "Well, like sugar doesn't make you fat. A calorie deficit is the only thing you need to lose weight." And she's like, "A calorie deficit is not the only thing you need to be healthy." I'm like, "Wait, wait, wait. Like I didn't I didn't say be healthy. I said lose weight." And I was like, "So if I ate 1 pound of watermelon, that's all I ate the entire day, which is 140 calories, I would gain weight." She just blocked me. Like right there blocked me. D- deleted deleted all her comments and just blocked me. I'm like, I don't understand why we just can't we can't have a normal conversation amongst human beings. But regardless, moving beyond that fact, um we can talk about sugar right now actually. I, don't, I wasn't going to, but we can talk about it. Um sugar guys, sugar does not make you fat. Okay? Let's that's just obviously the bottom line of that, but as far as like how much you should have in a day and how much you shouldn't have in a day, it it really can vary because if you're having if you're having foods like oranges like watermelon like some oatmeal here and there like you know it, it it just depends right so i would focus on where is your sugar coming from as opposed to how much are you eating right like if you're having 30 40 50 grams of sugar a day coming from like fruits and vegetables and oranges and all that kind of stuff like that's it's a good source of sugar like that also has fiber it also has the kind of stuff in it but if you're having 50 grams of sugar a day coming from you know, Pop-Tarts and uh, Twizzlers, then, you know, that's not probably the best for you. It's probably not great. Like, so just use common sense here. Like, if, if you honestly think that the sugar in Greek yogurt is going to put you over the edge, like, man, we have really have to do some brain remapping and brain rewiring because, like, it's just not that big of a deal. Like, I promise you, I promise you, obviously, again, like, unless, you, unless you're a diabetic, like, unless you already have a preconceived condition, which, if you're listening to this, I hope you would obviously take that into consideration before listening to this, but, like, obviously that thing's different. But if you're just, like, a regular old cat, like, if you want to, if you want a, um, a kind of, like, a, a guideline, like, I don't know, maybe stick to under 60 grams of sugar a day, like that can be a good goal for you. But like beyond that, like just look at where your sugar is coming from as opposed to how much you're actually getting, right? Because again, if you're having the, the good quality sugar sources from the from the fruits and the vegetables and those kind of things, that's that's good. That's good for your body. Fructose is a, is a, is a great thing to actually give you some energy and give you some, especially for your workouts. Like a lot of people, if you're listening to this and you did zone four with me, like I would always give people oranges when they would almost like pass out from the workout, right? Because that fructose can get your blood sugar back to normal. So that's good for like workouts and there's just many benefits, right? So I wouldn't 
A, sugar doesn't make you fat, but B, I would focus on where is your sugar sources coming from as opposed to how much you're actually having. Um, so, guys, that, that's pretty much all I have for um, – actually, you know, I want to talk about one more thing. Um, I want to talk about uh, carbs for a second and um, kind of like the sources of carbohydrates you're, you are consuming. Um, when, every, when anyone signs up with me for online coaching, I send them like a list of carbohydrates they can kind of like quote-unquote have. Not really it, – it's not like they're – you know, just those carbs, but um, but it, really look about what sources of carbs you're eating. Carbohydrates like sweet potatoes or regular potatoes or rice or quinoa or oatmeal or Ezekiel bread or all those kind of like carbs, those really like whole grain nutrient dense carbs. Those are I mean, those are amazing. Those are really good for you. They fill you up. They normally taste pretty good. Like those are good. But again, if you're looking at how many carbs a day you should eat and not really focusing on what's going in them, if again, if you're looking for health purposes. I mean, if you're having 100 grams of carbs a day and Pop-Tarts and cereal, yeah, I mean, you're probably not going to be that healthy. Like, you're not going to have a good hormonal profile. You're not going to have good blood work. Like, that's probably not the healthiest thing for you. So, and a lot of this is, like, common sense, but at the same time, like, looking at the carbs you're doing, and this is why tracking your food is such a great thing because when you can track your food and look at what's going into your body – you can have a great feedback. Your body will tell you. Your body's much smarter than you. It will tell you if it agrees with the food, if it likes it, or it doesn't, right? I've had plenty of clients who we'd start tracking their food, we'd go over everything they're eating, we find out that dairy is not good for them, or we find out that this, you know, regular bread really messes with them, but Ezekiel bread is fine. So bam, you can have Ezekiel bread. Everyone's like, oh my God, I don't want to cut out bread. You don't have to cut out bread. Have Ezekiel bread instead. That's still bread. It's still the same thing, right? So it's like find out what sources of carbohydrates are going into your body and how is your body responding to them? Are you getting bloated? Are you getting? Are you feeling really heavy? Are you retaining a lot of water? Like all these things can can tell you and lead you down the right path of what carb sources you should and shouldn't have because everybody's di- – excuse me, burp. Everybody's different, right? Like I – literally have 12 cups of white rice a day and I feel great and all my all my blood works great and, and everything's amazing right I feel great I have good energy I have good digestion all of it but the minute if I had 12 cups of brown rice a day oh my god first of all I wouldn't be able to eat that much but second like my insides would be torn apart right so it's like figure out what's going into your body and make educated decisions based on that don't just listen to me or don't just listen to somebody else or don't just read this article track for yourself Get some data for yourself and figure out what you can do moving forward from there. So, guys, I, I hope this podcast was helpful. Again, it's a different take on – I always talk about calories in versus calories out, but what are going into those calories? And, and again, not a doctor, not saying these are the – I'm not saying that this is the end-all, be-all. This is from my research, from my studies, from different people's research, from different people's studies. I got all this information from somebody else. So – That being said, guys, I hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you have a question, if you have something else you want me to cover, if you have something, feel free to leave it in the um, in the review section of the podcast, and I'll go in there and look at it, and and I'll and I'll go back and forth with you, and I'll be able to kind of talk about what you may may want to hear about or what topics you might want covered. So, thank you so much for listening, guys. I appreciate it, and we'll talk soon.